Hey everybody, welcome back into my world. Um, I've got a lot of really fragmented, partial thoughts today. And a hundred times I've thought about recording everything and it's just like, I think it's because I've had too much time on my hands lately and all of my thoughts just kind of jumble and I don't know where to start and I don't know where to end. So this might be an amazing mishmash of random crap, <laughs> starting with my extreme dislike for my shift work and my on-call work. So this is the fourth day in a row that it seems I'm not working. It would have been so fucking great to have four days off had I known five days ago that this was going to happen. But no, every day I sit and I stare at my phone and I wonder, am I going to get called? And it's a waste of my life. So anyways, that's got to change. Um, and it also got me thinking about <clears throat> all of these jobs that I've had over the years, I tend to work seasonal jobs. I tend to work a lot in tourism and hospitality. And all of these jobs have this feeling of, we just have to get through the summer. We just have to make it through. Just hold on everybody. <laughs> it's just a few more weeks. We got to make it through. But I love summer. I love everything about summer. So it's ridiculous that I continue to work these jobs where we just have to make it through. I don't want to make it through anymore. I want to enjoy summer again. And I guess I started thinking about this when I saw a Kelvin and Hobbes comic on a, there's, I love Facebook. I hate Facebook. I love Facebook. There's a Kelvin and Hobbes group that um, Facebook algorithms have decided is one of the things that actually pops up for me on a regular basis. And today it was about Kelvin going back to school and how he was dreading it. And oh man, I remember being a kid and just like, I do this in my adult life too. Like it seems the first day of summer vacation, I start panicking that it's going to be over soon. <laughs> and I don't know if that ruins the rest of the experience or if it makes it better, but always like, I've always had this thing where it's not enough, whatever it is that I have, it's not going to be enough. And I decide that right at the beginning always with everything, um, especially with food. So I've got a weird food relationship and yeah, I remember as, as ever since I was a kid, I would get my meal and I'd look at it. And before I even took a bite, I think, well, that's not enough. So there, I'm sure there's something interesting psychologically happening there. So see how fragmented my world is right now. It's like all of these bits and pieces are just kind of strung along and they come at me randomly. Something else that came up that really made me think, um, 
I watched a show. Shit. Now I'm not going to remember what it was. It was on Netflix. You know what? I'm Googling it. I'm Googling it. It's on Netflix. It was a Gina Davis produced show. And it was about women in the entertainment industry and how they're not equally represented. Um, and it goes into like um, kids shows and how few female uh, characters are represented even in kids shows. And I never really thought about that before. And well, holy shit, you're right. Like the movies that I watched, the shows that I watched, they're all very male centric, right? Um, and it's weird to think, like, I wonder who I would be if I would have had stronger female influences in my life. And that goes all the way through. Like when you think about kids shows, I'd be really curious if any of you had female forward kids shows in your life. So I watched the Smurfs. I loved the Smurfs. And it, um, that, you know, there's Smurfette. That's it. And even she was kind of sexualized, which is weird. Um, can't even think of other shows. I love the Fraggles. I love the Fraggles. Um, and there are, if I'm remembering correctly, there were two female characters. One was Mogi, Mo Mo Mowgli, <laughs> uh, I think. And she was like the mom type. And then there was Red, who was the crazy one. And she was like, always off in left field. And this sad to say that these were actually really good influences in my life. Um, but yeah, I don't even know if there were any other female characters in anything that I watched, you know, like even, even recently I love the Big Bang Theory. I love that show. And yeah, by the end of it, there were females involved that had major roles. But at the beginning, it was just Penny and all of her sexualized glory. And, um, you know, you take that to a personal level, and I didn't have any strong female influences in my life in reality. And I just wonder, well, would it have been like if I would have grown up in a world where there were strong females portrayed in film and in literature and yeah, it goes along with, like I was saying in one of the last episodes about how I'm fascinated by other people's lives, you know, and it's like, what influenced you? What, made you decide what what you're going to do today and in life and in general and it's just it's fascinating to me and this idea that i'm never going to know drives me insane so this documentary this gina davis documentary is called um 
oh shit, I looked it up and I don't think, oh, here it is. <laughs> this changes everything. It's called this changes everything. Super interesting. I mean, give it a watch and give it a think. And I don't know that the world's going to change or not rapidly enough. And I'm also a bit of a doomsday kind of person. And I very much believe that we are seeing the end of the world. Like right now, the fires are raging, there's drought, there's flooding, like it's just insane. So what's going to happen first, the end of the world or equal rights? <laughs> I vote for the end of the world, honestly. And I mean, of course, this isn't just for women, but for minorities. And then they made a really brief um, note in that movie about people with disabilities. Well, shit, how do you think they feel? There's like a few very specific movies about a person with a disability. But I can't think of any movie where there's just a person with a disability as a character, like just living life, doing their thing. Like it's either, it's all or nothing, right? It's either all about that person. And it's usually a feel good thing where somehow they overcome diversity or they manage to make a friend despite the odds being stacked against them or whatever ridiculous thing. There's like never a movie or a show where there's just a person with a disability living life as one of the characters. And I mean, as underrepresented as I feel as a lower class white female, I cannot imagine being someone of color or being um, transgendered or having a disability or like, if I feel this upset, I, I can't even begin to imagine how it must feel. Uh, to be in a different color of skin, for example. Yeah, so <laughs> these are the thoughts that are in my brain right now. Um, I'm also really hating where I'm living and I have to kind of check myself and take two steps back and try and look at it objectively. It's not a bad place, I mean, it has its flaws. <laughs> like there's a lot of things that don't work and including the internet, I can only get the internet in very specific spots. Um, so right now I'm perched on the most uncomfortable kitchen chair that was ever invented in <laughs> my little kitchen on my little kitchen table. Cause this uncomfortable spot and the toilet are the only places where I get decent internet. And uh, funny enough, I actually often opt to sit on the toilet because this chair is so damn uncomfortable. So <laughs> uh, I think about getting things that might make my life a little bit more comfortable here. But then there's that balance of do I try and build a comfortable life in an uncomfortable environment? Or do I cut and run like I always do? In which case I don't want to buy anything because now I have to deal with moving it or whatever. And I'm also hoping that this uh, job that I've applied for comes through, which would mean moving. So 
I don't want to get anything. So in the meantime, I just live in like discomfort perched on this kitchen chair in this kitchen. So yeah, I pay $1,200 a month. I'm in Canada land and it's a basement suite, which is fucking insane. If you ask me, it's fucking insane to pay $1,200 for a basement suite. And it's actually one of the cheapest places I could find. Absolutely crazy. It's partially furnished. So it has everything that I absolutely need, but none of it is comfortable. Like I've got this kitchen chair and then in the living room, there's a, a chaise. Is that how you say it? A chaise, one of those loungy chair things, but it's like, you can't sit upright on it. So I've got it actually wedged against a wall. So at least I can sit straight with my back against the wall and it's super soft, which I guess is nice. I don't know. It's not for me. It hurts my back. And even when you're lounging, it's, it's such an awkward angle. Like your head is so far back that if I'm sitting in it properly, the way you're quote unquote supposed to sit in it, I can't like see my computer to watch a movie. I can't comfortably hold a book cause you have to hold the book like above your head. So obviously your arms get tired pretty quickly. So I'm just wedged up with all kinds of pillows and whatever. And I mean, I make it work. It's fine. I understand that it's not really something to complain about, but it's just uncomfortable, you know? And then the bedroom, there's a single bed and single beds suck unless you're five. And if you haven't had the privilege of it, I hope you never have to have the privilege of it. It's, uh, it's miserable. I roll over and whack my elbow on the wall all the time. (laughs) But I mean, I think about that and it's like, at least I have it right. At least I have it. I was going to say that I'm in a place where I can afford it, but skip back to the beginning of this episode where I say I'm not working. So (laughs) I can't, I mean, yes, I have a job and yes, I'm paying the bills, but I'm not really living in the black right now. And I'm just, I'm miserable at work and I'm miserable at home and I'm miserable in general. And I just always kind of am, which sucks. Like just, If I could find that magical place where maybe I'm not deliriously happy, but I'm not fucking miserable every day, that'd be great. That'd be great. Is that too much to ask? But then I also understand that I need to stay in one place long enough to get there. Right? Because I imagine, and not I imagine, I know that new experiences are always kind of miserable. There's always that adjustment period where you're settling in and you're finding your groove and you're getting to know the people around you and the town around you. And there's always that awkwardness, which is absolutely hilarious that I say this because first I move all the time. And second, I travel everywhere. (laughs) It's like, Maybe I'm bipolar. Like, I swear to God, because I'm like compelled to do these things. 
freaking hate every minute of it. But I look back on the experiences I've had and I'm like, oh man, remember that time in Thailand where I ate that coconut? It was so great on that beach. Wow, that was amazing. But at the time, I remember thinking, fuck, this hotel is full of bugs. And yeah, I got this coconut, but how the fuck do you get it open? And then I smashed my finger trying to get it open. And then I got lost walking into town. Then I got ripped off by the tuk-tuk driver. And it was just like misery every moment. And yet once I lived through the thing and I look back on the thing, I'm like, oh, that was so great. (laughs) And I have no doubt that one day I'll look back on this little apartment and be like, oh, Remember when I had that basement suite with that shiz that hurt my back every minute of the day? <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, I'm odd. Anyways, I don't think anything I've said has had any kind of continuity, <laughs> but this is my brain. So, um, Anyways, I'm going to go. It is now 1.25 p.m. I'm going to stare at my shower and see if I put on deodorant today or if I go back to bed today. I um, I was so happy I managed to get back to sleep. So my landlady lives upstairs and her son has been visiting. This is part of my discontent. Uh, when it's just my landlady upstairs, it's fine, generally but she has kids and whenever the kids visit it's unpleasant and the kids are adult kids but they all walk with a super heavy step like wake the dead step and the daughter blasts music all the time and the son comes home in the middle of the night and the guest room must be the one that's directly above my room lucky me (laughs) so And it's like sound is so amplified and they don't have carpet upstairs. So the other night the sun comes home at three o'clock in the morning and you know, stop, 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 stop. So this wakes me up. But then even when, and I'm envisioning this, he's, you know, the sound of of a cord on the floor when there's no carpet, you know, like, I don't know if this is going to pick up, but you know, like that slidey, slithery, plasticky sound. And he must be lying in bed. And I don't care to speculate on what he was doing, but he's moving around and I can hear that plasticky, sloppy noise on the floor for like a good half an hour. <sighs> like, stop. And it's like, It seems like it would be not a big deal, but when you're below that sound, for whatever reason, it just, it's amplified. Like if somebody were sitting in my kitchen doing that when I was trying to sleep, it'd be fine. But because it's above me, it just sounds so much louder. And I'm super sensitive to sound to begin with. So, you know, and then I'm irritated, so then I can't sleep. And then this morning, the landlady woke him up at five o'clock in the morning. And um, so I'm on the same level as the garage. So I can hear when the garage opens and closes. So they left at about, I don't know, quarter to six or something like that. 
and then she came home alone. So I'm desperately hoping what's happened is that she's dropped him off at the ferry to go back to the mainland and bye-bye son. And hopefully that was like the summer visits and now they've gone back to their life and they won't be back for a while because I've lived here for, I guess, two months now, just about two months now. And they've been here half the time. So it's infuriating. Anyways, that was a tangent that I didn't even mean to go on. So that's fun. Bonus tangent. (laughs) Right. I'm going to see if I can face the day or not so much. Um, Depression is an interesting thing because as much as I would love to just go back to bed, like I would really love to just go back to bed. But like I said, I'm panicking that summer's almost over. And if I do indeed have the day off, then I should probably go take advantage of it. Right? But then (laughs) I know what'll happen. I'll go out there and my town is full of tourists and they'll piss me off (laughs) and I'll be grumpy the entire time I'm out. And then I'll get back and think, oh, what a good day. Because that's just how I do things. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening.